One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Ford Center podcast feed, and this episode is one of our deep dives. We're going to dive to a certain depth. We'll see exactly how deep we go on this great Star Wars Halloween Lego special called Terrifying Tales. I'm excited to dig in. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsok, and yes, this is a lesson in how deep do you want to go and how deep should you go, because it's all Star Wars and we love talking about it. That's right. We're going to go uh, see exactly what is lurking 
underneath or perhaps even right on the surface <laughs> of this fun Halloween special. But as always, want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are recommending Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. It is the next great High Republic book. We are reading it now and a week from now, uh, as if you're listening to this on the day we release it, uh, we are going to be discussing this very book, Out of the Shadows. So if you want to get an Audible copy, you can download a free one today by going to audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash forcecenter for your free audio book. But we are not done. There is still more offer. Ken? Yes, there is. Uh, we have another offer from Inside Editions, publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books, and they're offering 35% off across their website. If you use this special link, insideditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Inside Editions book, The Lightsaber Collection. Again, use the link. It's not a promo code anymore. Use this link, insideditions.com slash discount slash FC35, trying to get that into your brains like a good commercial jingle. Uh, so there you go. Uh, well, you got to say it three times, right? Uh, in, uh, we, we say it, uh, we said it much more than three times total. So I think we're doing pretty good in the yeah. big picture. Turn it into a song. InsideEditions.com slash discount slash FC35. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Slash. Slash. I really like those slashes. It's one of my favorite parts of my week is saying slash that many times. Just well, great. As a Guns N' Roses fan, that makes <laughs> sense. Slash. It's just a fun word to say. And it works really well when we're talking about horror. Spooky, mm -hmm. spooky Star Wars Lego horror time. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Terrifying Tales. It is a Lego Star Wars holiday special, kind of following up in the tradition of that uh, Life Day special. Uh, Life Day holiday special that they did on November 17th of last year, right? Time is weird. Anyway, this uh, Halloween special was written by David Shane and directed by Ken Cunningham. Features a bunch of different voice actors, some fun new surprises to the Star Wars world, and a lot of old favorites as well. Ken, I want to start a discussion, just kind of big picture to set the table. Um, in this special, uh, there are arguably... Uh, several main ingredients, right? We have Star Wars. <laughs> uh, then I guess we have Lego is its own thing as well. Uh, but it's mostly, you know, Star Wars, comedy, and horror. Do you like all those ingredients together? Do you think they bake a good Star Wars cake? I think they do. No, absolutely they do. And Star Wars and, and horror have proven uh, to go together pretty well, whether it's a uh, Legends book that what the Death Troopers think it was and some of the stuff in Clone Wars, uh, even just Palpatine himself is kind of a horror. Uh, He's so a horror story. Yeah, he does. So I think it works and throwing a little of that fun uh, Lego humor, which is pretty specific, um, if, if not at times familiar, but it's definitely a, a joy. So, yeah, I think overall it, it, it can be a tasty cake. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I, I love that Star Wars is all of these different genres kind of mixed together. Uh, different Star Wars stories emphasize different, you know, parts of uh, all these traditional genres. Um, and, and comedy is a big part of Star Wars. I think it's important that it stays a big part of Star Wars. Uh, the tradition of comedy is kind of uh, poking fun at Star Wars or with Star Wars is such a big part of how Star Wars lives in the cultural imagination. So I think that comedy is really important. And I just, I love uh, spending a little bit more time in the horror 
uh, of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just when I say horror of Star mm-hmm. Wars, I feel like I'm talking about fighting about it on social media. But I mean, right. internal to the the galaxy, to the story, I, I would love more just straight up horror stories in Star Wars. Uh, so I was really happy to see that there was going to be a Halloween special. Uh, and then the other thing for me, which I think this does tap into a little bit, is I am a fan of of the combination of comedy and horror, uh, never mind the Star Wars of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's really fascinating that comedy and horror uh, are structurally similar, that they build tension to get to a release, uh, a laughter or a scream. Uh, they, they're both sort of a, a catharsis. Uh, you know, horror kind of wants to make you face awful things and kind of test your yourself by facing horrible things. Uh, the, the, to me, really great comedy that really has an idea to it is also like really taking a look at challenging ideas and, and maybe making you laugh at them. Like, you know, making jokes about death or impermanence, right? Of That's a way for us to kind of cope with it, understand it. So there's a lot of comedy and horror that work together. A lot of comedy writers in recent times have made the jump to being horror writers and creators so there's this great relationship to uh comedy and horror like you know going back even to like you know Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein um and I I like that on the kind of a a conceptual level like I'm talking about but I also just like this combination of death and dimwits right (laughs) like that's to me like uh, the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein movie still holds up because like you absolute fools have no idea that you're what you're truly up against like they're frightened of it but they're like you don't right. quite get it that's death and dimwits is really funny like the very serious and the very frivolous jam together is really funny to me and, and i think this one hits that in a couple spots i that's a that's a great stage play we all must see death and dimwits um yeah. <laughs> uh, and look yeah star wars we just just the fact that the dark side exists is its own kind of horror that we don't necessarily explore in that way right and we joke about palpatine but he is truly this gothic villain so i think uh i think uh to even explore it on this level uh it's part of why it's so fun yeah yeah he's an evil wizard from our nightmares which is great yeah great he's a great evil wizard from our nightmares all right so let's get into then uh the specifics of this special uh what was your overall big picture reaction did you like it did you love it did you struggle with it where are you at I think right now I'm at a real solid like. Uh, again, I love that these exist. I'm a fan of the Lego humor. I love the games, and we mentioned that before. I think, I think the Life Day one hit a little deeper for me. I think there was something about it, maybe even the time of watching it, which in context is important. I have to admit to being slightly in a stressed, grumpy, panicked mood when I sat down to watch this for the show, and then I it, it I ended up watching it a second time. Um, over food and did not take notes, did not do it. I just watched it to be entertained and did find it entertaining. So that's why I'm at a, at a, at a like level, which is a good spot to be in. Okay. So it sounded to me like you enjoyed it, but it isn't like some of the Star Wars we watch where it, it like speaks to you on a deep level and you get really excited. Yeah. Even again, the life day special, like I really was there for that. And really, and I think, and it's not about Poe versus Ray as the lead characters. I, I love Poe. Uh, and, and think think this uh, was a very well written story. I think there was something just about the Ray, the life, David, all, and the tradition of that. When this is kind of establishing a new tradition, and again, horrors have been in other spots. We can talk about the, you know some of the Vader Castle comics and all that stuff. Yeah, but I think this is establishing something new. Um, and also, 
let's be honest, I am more of a, a Christmas, Thanksgiving, holiday season guy than the, <laughs> than Halloween. That's just my perspective, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say uh, what you were saying there. Yeah, it didn't uh, didn't uh, grab me as deeply as uh, as the others did. Yeah, no, that's totally understandable. Um, I definitely will admit to being in the same place of like, I'm excited to watch this, but you know, I watched it to really dive into it, take, you know, notes uh, so that we could have a, a robust discussion about it. Um, uh, but watching it for me really kind of pierced any sort of, um, I'm, I'm watching this in an analytical way and I ended up just really, really enjoying it. And I think for me, a, a lot of the, of how much I enjoyed it is, I just love being in the atmosphere of the spooky side of Star Wars, you know, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. even like every moment I'm just sort of like e enjoying um, the literal aesthetic <laughs> of just seeing spooky characters with glowing eyes, you know, a mouse droid right. making a giant shadow. I just love that aesthetic. I just yeah. it's part of the reason I love the Halloween season. I love the gothic and the spooky um, mm -hmm. aesthetic, just like visually and then you can even get into the more conceptual level of why but this is just for me is like uh is obviously a funny special and had some great ideas and very very clear life lessons about fear which i support and are good and i think everybody needs to hear uh, kids of all ages <laughs> yeah. need to hear those lessons about life lessons about fear but for me there's also just that uh i love this aesthetic so i like spending time in it no, I mean, look, I, I, fair to say, in, in Fortress uh, Vader, or as they call it, or Vader's Castle, I, 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 I think the official, I think Fortress Vader is the official canon now. And there you go. I'm stuck up on canon on a Lego special. Can't stop it. Um, <laughs> the true horror of Star Wars. Horror. Is it canon or <laughs> it really not? Is. It really is. Oh, gosh. Um, no, at the end of the day, I mean, to, to, to have, uh, if you're young sitting down watching this, you're going to get some valuable lessons there uh, in this one here. And it was fun. And the aesthetic, the Vader's Castle, everything looks great. Uh, Mustafar is its own horror, right? And I love spending that time there, too. So I can I can be right there with you on the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did want to ask you about that. I know you're not a big horror movie fan. Mm -hmm. uh, do you enjoy these uh, aesthetics? It, it, when you just, like, you see a castle with uh, shadows in it and something lurking, are you like, awesome, this is great? <laughs> I mean, I do get a little scared. Uh, you know, uh, I've been offered to uh, do some ghost hunting. I don't know if I will, uh, but um, uh, no, I, 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 I do like it. And again, when even I, you know, not being a, a Halloween fan for whatever that's worth. Also, I love candy corn, which is some people consider a horror. So I'm I got a, a bag of it. I bought. I haven't. I haven't tried it yet because I don't think I've had any since I was about sixteen years old. So really? I can't wait. I, this every year, like those two pound bags and find their way to my house. Love candy corn. Always have. Um, but like, uh, even so, even though I'm not here for the whole Halloween season, again, taking it back to the dark side itself and what that could mean for star Wars. Uh, and just the look, and it's almost in a way from what you're describing, it's a little bit of like the dark side personified in uh, wall hangings <laughs> and then tapestries. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other things that I enjoyed about it is uh, the the sort of Star Wars side of it that it really elevated and spent time with the the spooky and the horrible and, and such a great uh, insight and you're so right to say like uh, Star almost every Star Wars anything is a little bit of a horror story because the dark side is there yeah <laughs> it exists that temptation uh, to be selfish and angry and violent is is there uh, but I really like just kind of the balance that there are the three stories one from the sequel era sequel era one from the prequel one from the original but I also just like that we spent some time with you know less celebrated characters like 
you know, first on-screen appearance of the character of Ren, you know, uh, only really second, uh, no, I guess third with Force Awakens, but we haven't spent much time with the Knights of Ren. Uh, yeah. To see Mother Talzin again, the fact that Vinay, you know, a one-scene character from Rogue One is like the yeah. spine of it. You know, it's just so great to spend time with some of these less celebrated characters who represent the horror side of Star Wars. What I love about this one and, and looking back at the the Life Day one from last year is truly written by Star Wars fans, put together by Star Wars fans and people in Star Wars who are like, we got this whole world to play with and this is a good spot to do it with a little less pressure. You mentioned the Ren thing. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy that Ren is here. Uh, I think it, it, we were a lot, not everyone's read the uh, rise of Kylo Ren comic book. And even people are watching this. I think you got to be, if you're of a certain age watching this, you're probably uh, a certain um, uh, level of investment as a star Wars fan. But I think that's pretty crazy and pretty fun. And to just be like, Hey, here's all these things in the books and comics and all the things we've all celebrated and enjoyed the last five, six years. Let's have fun. What's there or mother Towson going back even beyond that. So yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, you know, from a marketing perspective, it could encourage people to check things out. But also from just a wide world of Star Wars, wide galaxy of Star Wars, it's great to have to be able to encounter something in this weird place and then go, wait, I've never seen those Clone Wars episodes. Who's Mother Talzin? <laughs> Is that really how Maul came back? I'm going to go watch those, which I think, you know, obviously there's a marketing aspect to that. But it's also like that's part of the fun of Star Wars is it's this kind of choose your own adventure of do you want to know more about that? Then go over here. Yeah. Yeah. Could, I mean, could you imagine if you're sitting down and, and you're like, oh, let me check out that. I got, the, I got Disney Plus. I got the Hulu ESPN bundle. Let me see what Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars fan. And you're like, this is how Maul came back. Who's this witch? There's a guy named Ren. Like, I, 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 I'm fascinated with those points of view. I want to know. I want to know. I want to hear from those people. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just such a fun contrast, too, because they are more, in the grand scheme of things, more obscure characters for most of it. And then we get to that original trilogy story, and it's so original trilogy. It's so <laughs> yeah. referencing, like, some of the oldest possible moments of Star Wars, you know? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was really great. Yeah. The other thing kind of in this big picture look that I wanted to ask you about is uh, I was kind of fascinated to see you know, a variety of jokes. Lego Star Wars and Lego in general has its style and there's some just classic uh, visual slapstick uh, humor. There's some classic just kind of character or motivation-based humor in this characters claiming they aren't afraid and of course they are and like mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But then this also had a strong element of meta Star Wars comedy, uh, which yeah. mean, to me means poking fun at things that are in-universe, but then also really a good natured making fun of fan reactions, right? Like that whole conversation about, is that how Maul really came back? Right. <laughs> and you get that cynical perspective from Poe and then the more positive perspective uh, from Ram and Bash, uh, the two Iktachi uh, sidekicks, uh, saying like, that's awesome. He's got legs. <laughs> right, right. How did you feel about the variety of jokes and how do you feel about those jokes that are uh, having a good natured poke at fan reactions? I actually really enjoy those, and I think it's it's always good to remind ourselves, um, just in general, not saying you and me, but remind ourselves as Star Wars fans that Star Wars is big enough to take uh, the, those loving jokes, um, and I don't think any one of these jokes here are being used against it uh, by anyone accredited. So therefore, it becomes just really fun. It's those jokes we see on the playground. Uh, there was one joke about, uh, does he take his legs off when he sleeps? About malls. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Uh, even more than some of the 
Lego, there's that Lego humor works really well, but like, like pulling out the rubber ducky with Vader, that's very Lego humor to me that reminds me of the games. Um, and that's okay. And that's fun. But like, I actually, I, I would want an entire, entire script with nothing but meta jokes that <laughs> not everyone's going to get. It's just really fun. It makes you, reminds you of just part of the experience of being a Star Wars fan. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was really struck by, you and I have uh, referenced this before. Uh, everybody, every Star Wars fan has a different perspective based on generational things, right? Yeah. Um, and I think for us, having grown up with the original trilogy, um, and then, you know, really even before the special editions, before there was actual consternation, strong, passionate consternation, like... Mm. Um, I, I grew up around people who, yeah, were mad about Return of the Jedi because they didn't like the way Boba Fett went out or they thought the Ewoks were too cute or whatever. But there was kind of this window where, well, it's a given that we like the original trilogy so we can question it and make fun of it and it's clearly coming from a place of love. Yeah. Whereas then with the prequel era and right now with the sequel era, there's this, I get tense anytime somebody makes a joke because like, yes, is this a good natured joke or if you say a funny joke about an observation about the sequel trilogy and I laugh, are you then immediately going to go, and that's why Kathleen Kennedy should be fired. (laughs) You know, you don't ever know if it's good natured or if there's a like more anger lurking underneath. Yeah. And so it was a real, it was just cathartic to just feel like, Hey, yeah. When Maul first came back, this was the discussion people had. They either had the Poe perspective of what that makes no sense. He got cut in half or they had the, He's got spider legs. That's so cool. And to be in this frame of reference where we we know we love Maul. So it's perfectly safe for us to have a good natured laugh about this. Yeah, no, I'd love to have the stopping off and having this discussion here because it's something I I said. I I really sometimes need to remind myself because of what you're saying. And this does go back to the prequel era where the jokes were not uh, out of out of love. Like you said, they were out of a declaration of I'm leaving this behind as a fan. Right. Like how stupid this is, you know, I'm out. Yeah, it wasn't good-natured ribbing that it started with a tax dispute. It was proof that it sucked. Yes. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely it was. And 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 that just has only gotten uh, bigger and bolder and worse at times. And and there's there's absolute tension still in my, my shoulders if you make a joke. And there's a <laughs> lot of fun things in the sequel trilogy, those little quotes and stuff we love, little moments where – you know, uh, yeah, I, I start getting, uh, you know, the boxing gloves come on. Like, are we, are we going to fight? Are we going outside to fight? No. Oh, okay. You actually, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like somehow Palpatine yeah. returned is like, I, I, I want to have some good natured jokes about that, mm-hmm. but I always fear it's immediately going to turn into a, 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 a yeah. diatribe of, uh, of legitimate upsetness, not a fun poking. Yeah, because uh, yeah, if you were to uh, use a, a, a somehow Palpatine is return meme on Twitter, you're gonna get 19 responses going. Yeah, exactly. That is horrible. That's why the movie <laughs> sucked. That's what. Yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but all that to say, I, this is a, we can have the longer discussion on that in a, another time. But I do enjoy, and and there's some vibe that I, I, I some vibe that that's similar to the the old robot chicken stuff. I think it's hard to. To not think that, and I like that stuff, and I think that's still whether I agree with every joke and everything, blah blah blah, doesn't matter. I still think it is it is a room full of Star Wars fans having fun with Star Wars, and this always has a vibe, and that's why the second viewing of this was a, a little bit better experience for me of just sitting back, eating a salad, and laughing. 
<laughs> That's the way to experience Halloween. Just eat a salad and laugh. Eat a salad. The <laughs> horror of greens. Uh, I have one other thing I wanted to ask you uh, yeah. in our kind of big picture thing here of a very funny setup to me of, you know, we knew it from the trailers, but it's funny to really see it fully in action. Uh, Grabala the Hut, voiced by uh, Dana Snyder. Uh, you know, saying this is the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury theme resort. He describes the people who are coming as free spending. Did you have any sort of tension of like that's that's a heck of a thing for Disney Plus to be releasing and poking fun at as they're advertising the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, I, which is a luxury themed resort vacation thing? Look, I love it, and I love it. I think because I'm an old uh, Simpsons fan. I mean, I still enjoy the Simpsons, quite frankly. Uh, but just like. That where they would take a big swing at Fox and just the characters would literally look at the camera and blink. Like I, it's got that vibe. And, 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 and again, like you always say, you know, Lucasfilm wasn't started as a nonprofit charity organization back in the day. And, and it's always been there to, to, to get the word out, I guess, uh, and make a, make a little green off of it. So I, I actually really, that was still even seeing it in context of the show was one of my favorite bits. Yeah. It, it was really funny. And yeah, I, I think for me, it is like, that's always just going to be attention, a reality. Star Wars is uh, meaningful, powerful, funny, entertaining stories crafted clearly by people who really, really care about the story. But they are, it's also a large thing to make money. <laughs> and that reality is always going to be there. So having a little bit of fun with it, a little bit of tension in there is fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit then about the kind of some of the ideas. Um, this is a Lego holiday special. Sometimes uh, the ideas that we talk about are are explicit. Uh, sometimes they're a little bit kind of pulling together bits and pieces uh, because this is a Lego holiday special. Uh, some of them are just uh, explicitly stated, but I think that they're really uh, fun to discuss. So mm -hmm. let's dive into what what kind of ideas do you think are at work in the framing story itself? I'm, I feel so smart. I, I was writing down this note and I, as I was saying it, I think, I think Poe actually said the line. <laughs> I was like, I got it. I nailed it. Yes. Pump. Uh, I put the finding the balance between fear and courage. Uh, yeah. and, and a timeless thing. And this is why I reminded that, Hey, this might be geared towards a younger audience. So just to have it, to hear it, to say it. Uh, I really love that. And, and especially from Poe who has had uh, you know his own uh, struggles with uh, courage and when to act and how to lead and, and what's the point of it all. Um, uh, I really love that and it really worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's the thing is like sometimes the big idea is slightly subtextual uh, and sometimes it is directly uh, text, which is great. Um, I, I like that this was so much about fear because if you're going to do a Halloween special, you know, really yeah. getting into the heart of it is great. And I like how... Uh, we've got this very traditional Star Wars coming of age story. We have the younger kid that is a, a perspective character, uh, very clear arc of, you know, him being afraid, uh, realizing his power, you know, Poe be there to be uh, in the classic Star Wars tradition, both a good mentor and somebody who's like, <laughs> hey, kid, you need to hear these life lessons. And also, I need to remind myself. <laughs> Yeah. Because these are ideas we need refreshing on at all time. This is Star Wars is for 12 year olds of all ages. Um, so I like that that was there, that coming of age, that mentor thing. But the fear stuff was for me, it was great for to have Poe just say, like, it is totally natural. It is going to be there. Mm. You can't control it. Um, but you get to choose how you respond to it. Like 
I think that's a really important star idea in Star Wars, not just about fear, but like anger and everything that comes with the dark side, right? Of some of these things are just, the, the dark side is always there. You're always going to be frightened. You're always going to be scared. You're always going to be tempted to lash out in anger. Uh, the question is, how do you respond to it? Yeah, yeah. Bad things happen and where do you go from there? Something that's always big in my life and something I'm, I'm, I'm more and more interested in, in studying just even as a, as a culture when something a giant and a tragedy happens and how do we as a nation move forward? I mean, it, it, it's always going to be there. It fears always through it and just being able to acknowledge it and uh, fly forward. Yes, I'm talking about big world scary events on a Lego show, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Uh, checks. And just right from the beginning, uh, even with some of the stuff with Poe and the, and the TIE fighters and just uh, even BB-8 and I'm talking about fear and, and, and just uh, uh, when someone says, I'm not afraid. And, and, and that's, a, that's both a good thing and, and can, be, um, can go wrong. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is like even though you know Poe says the the life lesson directly, and in you know the third act finale, they use what they have learned about fear and, and all these very straightforward things. I also like that it is just supported by all of the beats, both uh, dramatic and comedic. Like I like that one of the main jokes is people denying that they are afraid, and then you know uh, suddenly seeing a shadow or somebody coming up behind him and Poe's hair flies off. You know, like, yeah, yeah, and you can just see that it's like ah, it's a slapstick joke. It's a you know character joke. He claimed he wasn't afraid, and he is. But like, but you know, this is one of the reasons I love comedy is even the simplest joke has an idea buried in it, and all those jokes about people claiming they aren't afraid uh, feel like simple jokes, but they're going to what Poe says here at the end, which is like every everybody has fear, you know, mm -hmm. and you gotta accept it, you know, which he wasn't doing earlier. Because his hair fell off. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. And put that, put a pin in that. Uh, every joke uh, has a, has something at the core of it, uh, because uh, I have some uh, thoughts on uh, the amount of puns in this episode, but. Uh, oh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, I also just like that, it, that it, it supports its own theme by showing fears of motivation that we learn that Dean really doesn't want to be working with Gravala, but he's afraid to quit the job. Mm-hmm because he doesn't know how he's going to provide for his family. And I think that's really important, too, because Star Wars can be such a great uh, heightened fable, right? And we think of fear as, uh, are you afraid? Uh, you know, are you are you too frightened to ignite your lightsaber and <laughs> mm -hmm. fight a bad guy in armor? Like, But the way it you know, relates to us in real life is closer to what Dean is going through. Of Like, I don't like this job. I don't like the way I'm treated. I don't think the person I'm working for is a particularly good person, but I'm afraid to make a change. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of real life thing that all of us wrestle with, I think, day to day, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 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 And my hair falls off too, Paul. <laughs> my hair shoots into the sky. Mm -hmm. um, I also like that, you know, there's just the, the basic, you know, uh, Star Wars story of the dark side being greed that, mm -hmm. you know, Grabala wants more that gets reflected in some of the other stories. It, it, there was also to me this through line of, of ego being dangerous, right? There's so much at the beginning in particular about that Poe is caught up in being the best star pilot mm -hmm. and being known for it. And Vinay assuming that he's going to be able to, uh, you know, unlock this prophecy because Poe is the best. Uh, so there's this like Poe kind of dancing with the danger mm -hmm. of being extremely egocentric or full of himself. And then that's also what's going on with Vinay, his actual motivation of like, you know, it's Vinay's time to shine. This is, I'm going to be the powerful one now, you know? So there's this nice little thread about uh, the way ego interacts with fear as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the insecurity of it there. Yeah, the foundation, uh, the, the, you know, ego is often built on insecurity, right? They put that on a t-shirt. Say that, Poe. Um, 
you've really unlocked that one, Ken. But yeah, no, uh, 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 especially with Vinay, uh, it was really well done. Yeah. A final thing for me in, in sort of big ideas is I, I really liked that this was, you know, stories within a story. Obviously, that's just a, a great structure. It's a classic uh, Halloween structure for delivering lots of little Halloween stories. But there was this great uh, switch, I think, where uh, this definitely celebrates the power of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a an idea that that from a sort of light side perspective stories can be inspiration like we watch star wars and we see you know luke or ray or han triumph and we go like oh i'm going to i'm going to try to be like that i'm going to try to get past my fears stories are inspirational uh but then stories can also be cautionary <laughs> like yeah. except the things you can't control you know uh make sure that you're doing things you know not just for selfish reasons so you don't fall like vader and this had the great tension where it, there is that epiphany moment for Dean and Poe of like, oh, we thought you were telling these horror stories to us as kind of cautionary tales because we're used to horror stories being cautionary tales in the sudden epiphany. Like, oh, no, for Vinay, these are inspirational stories <laughs> about how to become an all-powerful darksider. Yeah, yeah. The danger of uh, letting uh, people have their own interpretations, I guess. Huh? Yeah, those stories were for him. But it, it honestly did make me think of the... Like Lucas's kind of, you know, in interviews, consternation of like uh, Vader is a tragic figure. You know, you're, you're not supposed to want to be Vader. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there was some some, you know, echoes of that in that cool storytelling flip of, uh, yeah, old Vinay, believe in uh, believe in the lies. Yep, exactly. All right. Any other big picture thoughts before we talk about the individual stories? No, no. Let's dive into uh, to uh, the lost boy. Yeah, yeah. So I loved these title cards and I loved the realization that they were, uh, you know, not just telling Star Wars storytelling, Star Wars horror stories, but kind of putting them through the process of uh, of different kinds of stories, you know, and those title cards really announced it. I loved the sort of VHS glitching on on The Lost Boy and that this was kind of a riff on uh, Star Wars as horror as an 80s horror movie. Yeah. A vibe so uh what were your thoughts on lost boy what what did you think was kind of at stake or going on there or what was enjoyable give me all that yeah overall i really i really love this it's so funny to get caught up just on the surface again of uh well this is slightly different than what the comic told you're just like oh god just enjoy christian <laughs> slater i got i got uh, arkansas dave rudabaugh and my star wars here finally uh uh love that and and this idea of i i, I go to this big theme of this false sale as uh of power as um, kind of this form of respect, definitely status and, and, and how you can control, but just I, a lot of that of um, out of a lot of the fears going on with Kylo and just, uh, excuse me, Ben before he's Kylo and just even the nights around just out and out mocking him schoolyard uh, mocking him. But, but because, you know, it's like, Oh, you're not, you're not this powerful marauder. How dare you? That's how, that's how you belong. That's how you find yourself. And there's this false sale of power and star Wars, um, puts that out there a lot. Uh, Vinay himself is grabbing it, but just like, oh, you want to, you want to get better, you want to control things, you want to be safe. It's just power. Take power on and and feast on fear and take what you want. Yeah, no, that's so great. Such a great intersection uh, of things. Like um, when it is revealed that uh, these stories are inspirational stories to Vinay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he says, "My whole life, I was uh, weak, pitiful, afraid to seize power." Yes, uh, right. like that's his theme statement on what this is. Uh, but with the whole kind of 80s uh, horror movie pastiche and specifically the Lost Boys, 
that influence and then what was actually happening in the story, to me, it was so much just about peer pressure. <laughs> yes, yes. It was just like, you're not really cool unless you have these kinds of genes. <laughs> you're not really cool or valuable unless you use your power in this specific way. And it is that just horrible peer pressure thing of the Knights of Ren coming along and going, uh, Ben, you don't, you, you feel weak and unrespected because you're not exactly sure what to do with your power. Well, you should use your power, uh, this way. Can you do it? And then Ben's like, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> it's just peer pressure. It's just peer pressure. Right. Totally. Oh, totally. And, and, uh, again, this, uh, and who's who's more insecure? The Knights of Ren are. The bullies are. So uh, <laughs> it's the schoolyard lesson indeed. And, I, and, and, and they, they got some good humor out of those moments, but uh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And a good mullet there for Ren. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> uh, and uh, we will talk about some of our kind of individual favorite comedy moments here in the second half of the podcast. Uh, mm. But moving on to the next uh, individual story, we have the dueling monstrosities. The title card announces a little bit more of a 30s, 40s Frankenstein's uh, monster vibe. Uh, the, when Vinay is recounting what the stories mean to him, he he talks about this story being a, a about always toiling for others. What did you get out of this uh, this uh awesome opportunity to see Maul and Grievous go up against one another. <laughs> I, I took a lot of what, especially what, um, what Grievous kind of sometimes represents, uh, which uh, is this, uh, uh, you know, the, this quest for power will actually leave you worse off than before and how dangerous and empty the pursuit is. And, the, and that is the selfish nature of power. We talk about the dark side destroys the light side builds in theory and in general. Uh, and this one is, is two characters love seeing them together I love just kind of taking both of their stories, shortening them and turning them into a little sketch. But because of that, you can highlight of what both of them have done uh, of, of uh, you know, this this quest for for more. But this quest for power and this uh, I talked about in the first one that that, that um, false sale of power is respect, but also power is is healing. And again, it's an empty pursuit. Yeah, no, I think very well said. I really like the way the comedy in this one uh, absolutely funnels to the big ideas. I mean, that's true of all of them, but for this one, I thought it was really uh, on the nose in a good way that there are all these jokes about their weaknesses, right? That Maul got cut in half and he's got these janky legs and Grievous can always be hacked apart and he's got a cough. And those are the jokes and those are like meta Star Wars jokes as well to fan reactions uh, but they're also accurate to in the galaxy. And it's this great sort of metaphor for they, they both feel like they're broken and not good enough. And so they are desperate to please a cruel, uncaring father figure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really it, it's so funny to watch something that is like, ah, this is this is uh, funny it is cool, because even though it's Lego, it's still Maul and Grievous fighting. And then when you really break it down like you did just now ken it is it's a cautionary tale about like maul grievous you're good enough as you are you have value for yourself (laughs) you don't need to prove you're not broken by beating each other up and trying to please a father who will always throw you away literally yeah it literally, yeah, Maul comes uh, through there with the, the taped up spider legs around his <laughs> midsection and this lightsaber that's going to rule the day. Uh, yeah, and literally is tossed on out there. Absolutely. It, it's, uh, again, this empty pursuit. I keep saying empty pursuit, but just a, a dangerous game. And and, uh, and, and and not seeing, I said, selfish, the selfish nature of power. It, it's, it's like you can't even, 
you're too selfish to help yourself. <laughs> you're so selfish. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. Uh, you're not, you're not, you're not uh, helping, helping yourself there. So anyways, yeah, uh, definitely a play along with some great jokes. Yeah, absolutely. A cycle of self-destruction going on there. So we move on to story three. Uh, it is the uh, Twilight Zone uh, altered reality kind of riff here. Uh, Vinay uh, describes this one as now Vinay has all he desires more, uh, just like in this altered reality story where Luke gets everything he wants from the Wookiee's paw. What did you make of this one? Actually, this was really fun, actually. Absolutely my favorite one. Um, and this is one I definitely will want to review again just because of that meta stuff and the meta kind of what ifs that were answered. But uh, I still go uh, into a lot of what I think Luke in New Hope and, and all through the original trilogy, um, but specific, specifically New Hope, is your journey is already happening and you have to be open to the path in front of you. And I think Luke uh, in this one, you know, the unfettered desire gets in front of him and, and, and blocks him from what, what, what should have been and, and what it, uh, what becomes and how it's, it's, it's never enough. We got this fear runs all through these episodes, but this, this power, the, 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 the power is respect. The power is, uh, uh, as, as a way to heal, uh, all these false pursuits. And, and, and the old Lucas one is really on display here of you'll never get enough power. And everything Luke does always ends with him wanting more here. And you see what that, does uh, uh does for him um and where it takes him where it gets him so uh, you could have the big discussions about the what ifs and the fun fun questions that are proposed uh, in this about uh, obi-wan and leia and all that stuff but Ugh. hey just unfettered desire and it's gonna block your journey yeah yeah i mean this one had a lot going for it with that big you know what if uh great twilight zone vibe um so many uh original trilogy uh jokes <laughs> uh yeah. remixed in a in a good and successful way i think but yeah the the actual idea is very very clearly uh the idea of always wanting more uh and the, the these dark side combinations of greed and selfishness and it's if all you want is more power for yourself it's never going to be enough uh so you're on this endless vicious cycle but in particular i think by realizing that with the kind of old um you know be careful what you wish for horror trope uh you know that is really about to me this um if you take a shortcut to the things you want it's empty because Mm -hmm. You haven't learned anything along the way. You've just been given, right? So yeah. it's got this, like, that's part of what the coming of age story is about, of, like, trusting you're on the path, uh, like you said, uh, which means you're learning things as you go. You make mistakes. You learn from them. You learn you learn the why of things, right? Mm -hmm. And this, that's, this is just explicit. Uh, Luke just keeps getting what he wants uh, by talking to the old Wookiee paw, so he hasn't learned anything, which is how he ends up using his same maneuver and accidentally shooting down the Death Star. So, you know, <laughs> right. this idea that if you skip the learning part <laughs> and just get to the thing you want, then you haven't learned anything. So this is about becoming a TikTok star, right? This is what, <laughs> this is what it's about. And I hope, I hope you, see, if you become a TikTok star with multi, uh, you know, million views on your wonderful videos, you've earned it because you've learned this journey. Well, I won't until I learn new skills because I can have all of my new, my old skills I can bring to bear, but it's a different world uh, and uh, it's a new world and I need to be open to the new and I need to learn a lot more about TikTok. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not use my Wookiee's paw that way. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't think I'd use my Whoopi's paw that way. Anyway, uh, on that moment of ambiguity, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back to discuss some of our favorite moments in Terrifying Tales. Back in a moment. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we 
We are back to continue our discussion of Star Wars Terrifying Tales. It's part comedy. It's part horror. It's all Star Wars. Ken, let's talk about uh, favorite moments of comedy. Obviously, uh, these Lego shows, both the specials and, and actual shows like Freemaker Adventures, really want to keep uh, the jokes coming, jokes of all kinds. Uh, so there are a ton of jokes. Which ones spoke to you? Which ones did you like? Uh, so funny. I made these notes um yesterday which seems like a week ago in my life and i'm looking at someone i'm like i just wrote down force tickling <laughs> and then i remember yes a little bit little use of the force uh, uh with some tickles uh i like that there uh that's number one i got more don't worry kids i got more um the the, the you and i are always tracking the tales the the tragedies of the battle droids and uh <laughs> the one being melted uh, like the, the, the lava falls on him. I was like, it, it, it's funny, unfair, but unfunny. Uh, <laughs> on the lava fountain? That yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I love the uh, Grabala uh, Trooper collection joke because that is so us. That is just, you know, shore, snow, death. Got all the troopers. I love that. It's one. so funny to just take a thing that is real and just slightly reframe it. And the Skello Trooper, uh, that might be my favorite thing from this whole special. Uh, that yeah. it's, it's just just slightly more absurd than what would actually appear in Star Wars. Yes. And it really works. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can get behind a skeleton trooper. Yeah. Why not? You well, know, to scare the, people. Yeah. They can work the morgues. They can protect the morgues. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah, so those, the, uh, the evil porgs, the morgues, the morgues. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, what else you got? Um, I, uh, the, 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 you got the montage with Kyle Ren, but I do like the line coming back. If it wasn't the beat, Beach dancing, the initiation. That's fun. I enjoy that. Uh, and then uh, this one of the final ones for me. Well, you mentioned the shadow of the mouse droid was really funny because I love I love a mouse droid getting there too. Uh, and then I love the exchange of Poe saying the those stories are made up. Vinay, are they? And just Poe just sighs. It's a good <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Um, I will. Uh, I'll try to edit here on the fly because I wrote, I wrote down a lot. Um, partially just because I like the variety of kinds of jokes. Um, mm -hmm. I really like the joke that's at the beginning and at the end of Poe's uh, flight suit just flying off, uh -huh. and immediately his classic jacket outfit. Because there's a lot in Star Wars of like some some pretty quick uh, outfit changes there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that they always just have their classic costume on entirely under their flight suit. It's great. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really like that. Uh, I liked in the uh, the trailer setting up what Vader's castle is uh, of um, Palpatine saying to Vader about the castle be maybe being a bit on the nose. And he says, I mean, you can say evil fortress on a hill without saying it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit more, I think, of an adult joke of like, uh, it, but it, it also goes to kind of a Star Wars meta conversation. I've literally had conversations with people that like. I love Vader's castle because it is so on the nose. It's, you know, Star right. Wars is fantasy and it is a dark, brooding, scary fantasy castle on a lava river. And other people are like, it's so dumb. It's just a fantasy castle. Why does Darth Vader have a castle? He should be in a ship. It's science fiction. <laughs> yeah, no. And this one, and that joke kind of just got into yeah. that in a, in a subtle way. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think uh, it, it was such a lifelong dream to see uh, uh, Vader have his castle. It was uh, always rumored in the '80s, you know, from the Macquarie stuff. So I, I will love it, and 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 uh, and I want Vader to go more gothic there, Emperor. I loved it. Yeah, go even more gothic. I like the rubber ducky because that's just that's such a yeah. that's such a uh, an iconic scene from Rogue One of like what what are Vinay's responsibilities during Vader bath time. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, a couple other ones uh, for me. Uh, I thought it was a good job playing the joke of Ben being uh, young and snotty. Um, uh, yeah. When Luke, Luke says something about how uh, it's clear Ben is upset, <laughs> and Ben says, did you use the force to sense that? Yes. Because, uh, you know, as much as I love the prequels, there are some lines where, like, where, like, you know, Mace Windu says, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Like, do you sense that? Or is that becoming obvious in actual... <laughs> <laughs> machinations around you mm. oh that's funny that gets to some stuff with the jedi yes love it yeah um the it was great to have the the very lost boys uh parody mm. um the uh the the very 80s interpretation of what are wild vampires like with the famous <laughs> sack scene uh so seeing the topless bith playing the clue horn in this very specific <laughs> lost boys parody was really funny uh glad you mentioned that i forgot that one yes Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, mentioned this one at the top, but uh, just wanted to highlight it again. Uh, the, I, I loved uh, Poe saying about Maul being cut in half and getting all the different legs. Is anybody buying this? <laughs> and Raymond Bash just being, not even listening to him, just being so taken with his story of, does he take the legs off to sleep? <laughs> I don't know. For me, it just, it was so magic because it's so captured. You know, um, yeah. I wasn't actively watching Clone Wars then, but it speaks to me of like, Maybe somebody a little bit older going, oh, is that realistic? And then just imagining like a 10-year-old watching Clone Wars and just going, who cares? This is the, he's got spider legs. He, he survived on hate. Uh, this is the coolest thing ever. How does it work? It's yeah. just a joke about the contrast between cynicism and just enjoying the fantasy. Yeah, and and now I'm more uh, more on the fantasy side, but I, yeah, I was I was kind of there in that 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 time frame of like, oh, that's cool, but spider leg, like, so uh, yeah, uh, good meta meta humor there, good use. Yeah, there's one moment where um, Maul is hacking apart uh, Grievous, and he says "whoosh." <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that so that that was a uh, that was pretty <laughs> great. Um, I, I'm uh, love that it was Watto selling the Wookiee's paw. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a great pullback. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my final thing I wanted to ask you about: I personally enjoyed Mecca Vinay. Uh, did you like that it was like he makes <laughs> uh, basically like a kaiju fighting Pacific Rim suit out of Sith artifacts? Yeah, well, especially when he put it as uh, Mecca Vinay. You know, when we got uh, the Mecca Luke that everyone wanted in Episode Eight. So there's, uh, there's, uh, there's that version of it. Yeah, I had no problem with it. Again, totally fun. Totally, uh, I, I can expect uh, this Vinay to be released. I'd love to have the Mecca Vinay Lego set to build. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also, I think I liked in just big picture. Final thing for me in uh, the Wookiee's paw is there running through the kind of the original trilogy and all the different permutations of what if vader filled this role you know what if he's yoda yeah. <laughs> on his back and then you know i was when they got to the uh kiss for luck moment i was like are they doing it and like are they dead all right <laughs> yeah if you're gonna do it do it yeah, right? if you can do it go all the way yeah all right. yeah use the music and everything so a lot of great jokes coming from a lot of different perspectives uh you said that you had a thought about what jokes can mean the depth of what they can mean uh what were you well, thinking about well the other way i actually put this in my favorite moment one of my favorite moments of horror Oh, well, great. We're segwaying there anyway, so let's go. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, jokes tell a story. They're communication. There's a purpose behind them. 
unless you're telling puns. And I consider puns to be pure horror. So the amount of puns <laughs> in this was both entertaining. I do think a good pun is pretty fun. I also think they're horrific. So that all the all through some puns popped up and everyone had fun doing with them. But for me, that is my nightmare. <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah, and I think you and I both gravitate towards uh, jokes that have a sort of complexity and a catharsis. And, you know, a lot of people enjoy wordplay. And it is, you know, it's different schools of comedy thought. Yeah. Um, some people even, uh, there have even been studies about literal different wirings of brains mm. that uh, there's something innocent about playing with words because it is just silly it's just incongruous and oftentimes the puns don't mean anything it's just this sort of sense of play um and uh yeah i, I for me i gravitate towards the jokes they're like that's funny wait it means something <laughs> i just find most people obsessed with puns usually don't stay quiet enough to see if anyone else enjoys them so uh my lifelong uh, lesson there but uh and and i think some of them work there but again i i do enjoy I, i'm having some fun with this it's tongue-in-cheek a little bit because it's a uh, lego stuff but yeah all the way through i kept noticing those puns so horror 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 well i'll agree with you on this i very very strongly i have made an effort to look at puns just by themselves and ask myself do i enjoy them because for me growing up, I associated puns with them being forced on me and that that yes. is the way they exist is for some, you know, your dentist <laughs> to literally trap you and not let you go until you laugh at something that you don't think is funny. It's not a great association. It's not a great starting place <laughs> every, for comedy. Yeah. Every pun said to me is usually in that setting of like, well, I can't, I can't get off this set. <laughs> I don't have the choice of whether to laugh or not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being told to laugh. Yeah. It's yeah. not, that's not a fun place to be. <laughs> did, did you hear Force Center this week? Kenneth Joseph did 30 minutes on why they hate puns <laughs> and the people who say them. Uh, for, uh, no. That's not exactly what we're saying. No. I, I, uh, no, no uh, yes. Not fair. Uh, any joke said in a way where my decision about whether or not I think it's funny <laughs> is taken away is. Not great. Anyway, uh, let's move on to other moments of uh, horror besides puns. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, th for me, uh, I kind of wrote this down, you know, uh, before I watched it to find moments of, of horror. Were there things besides puns that were legitimately like that was a little scary to you? No, no. As, uh, as much as I don't like horror movies, um, it was all fun here. Um, the thoughts of them there. I love the zombie battle droids. Uh, the zombie battle droids were like, like there was nothing where I was like, I am frightened. I need to turn the light on. But there's like some stuff that was like, eh, it's not just a joke. It's actually like creepy. And yeah. the, the B1 zombie droids, Roger, Roger, was yeah. legitimately creepy. Yeah, especially if you uh, didn't like the prequels in 99, right? Yeah. Um, no, I, I like it. And, and it reminds me of some of the... Um, wasn't it that uh, that arc on uh, Geonosis, right? Where uh, you got some zombies rolling around the land there too. Uh, oh yeah, good, good use of it, and uh, uh, I thought it was very effective and looked really good and really cool. Yeah, um, I thought legitimately uh, creepy was uh, Ben's dream, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And being surrounded by the, uh, I believe, his fellow Jedi students uh, singing a Hatties nursery rhyme with the glowing eyes. <laughs> That was legitimately creepy. You know, I didn't see all of Midsommar. I walked in and out of the room while Grace had it on, but I, I, I'd say it's the same thing. 
<laughs> oh man, uh, if you haven't watched all of it, uh, you, you I've, I've, I've watched enough. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> I've seen some things in my day. <laughs> uh, I, I really really enjoyed that very terrifying movie. I love a terror that can happen almost all in the light. It's yeah. a really amazing accomplishment. So- yeah, yeah. So same kind, same kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was actually like a little creeped out, a little affected in the Wookiee Paw story, where you know Luke's been powering up to that Wookiee Paw, <laughs> and now you know, like, not that Luke doesn't wrestle a little bit with the dark side, but you know he's such a light side, nice guy, grumpy because mm. he cares too much. But to see that shot of young Luke with the five o'clock shadow going, I want more. <laughs> 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 that like legitimately bummed me out. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. <laughs> uh, I also just liked uh, the the uh, reveal of long has Vinay waited for this. So I like the referring to himself in the third person, and it was a good reveal that you know Vinay yeah. is, of course, the big bad, the big bad, the big bad, or Darth Hideous is about what they called him, which was actually kind of funny. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, any other horror moments for you? <laughs> I think I meant to write this in the comedy section, uh, but sometimes when you're scrolling on the old Google Docs, I just wrote in the favorite moments of horror, the Imperial Emporium gift shop. I'm assuming I enjoyed the comedy of it, like we discussed earlier, but also as much as I love the gift, a gift shop can be horror uh, when you're stuck in one and you can't get out of it. Uh, so maybe it tracks. <laughs> It's really funny that it's a, a joke in this, an effective joke with that little bounce of like jazzy music of like buy things from the Empire shop. But then you go to Galaxy's Edge and you can go to the first order shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the corner, like where I bought, where I'm drinking out of this uh, right now, this uh, Imperial Death Star drinking mug, that corner was the same design in this uh, Lego one, the red wall. Like it's, it's, so they're clearly referencing it in the first <laughs> order uh, shop there. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. Good reference to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Moving on. So this was a chance to really uh, immerse ourselves in the uh, horror and the creepy and the dark side aesthetic of Star Wars and some of those characters. Uh, Are some of these characters, uh, which of these would you like to see more of in modern non-Lego canon? I'll tell you what, this sounds like I'm making a joke. Grabala the Hutt is interesting to me. Um (laughs) Could you tweak the voice? Yeah, you know, uh, maybe. Uh, you know, we've had similar hut voices before, uh, comical hut voices. But there's something I really loved about a hut being like this real estate mogul. Not that they he's gone straight and he's turned away from the family uh, crime syndicate, but there's something about that that also works in concert with a hut being in control of something. Like if Jabba needs things built or needs to acquire land and uh, ships or whatever, like it would be someone like Grobala the Hutt who has kind of this legitimate business or legitimate, legitimate front of a business. Uh, I actually, at the end of the day, I actually really liked that character. Yeah. So like a wheeler dealer used uh, car sales hut who's always kind of looking for a new angle. Could Yeah, no, absolutely. That or just someone who's like actually like opening up a hotel on Coruscant, but he's a hut and he's got ties to the huts. Uh, and maybe you don't <laughs> trust him. Maybe you shouldn't trust him. Or maybe he is trying to uh, go on the straight and narrow. I don't know. But just uh, the Grabal the hut, when he first started um, talking, I, I thought, uh, I don't know if I'm going to like this character. At the end of the day, he just, uh, who he was and and the way they played him, uh, I really liked. Yeah, so uh, Grabala features uh, prominently in those uh, Freemaker adventures that that show 
uh, the Lego show, um, voiced by Dana Snyder. Um, mm. People know from many voice acting gigs. I've uh, had the pleasure of doing several shows with Dana. He is a sweetheart and has that just kind of boundless comic energy in real life like he mm. does in his performance of Krabala. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I really enjoy uh, Krabala. Well, there, uh, there you go. For for yourself though, uh, other characters besides uh, uh, Grabala. I, yeah, I, look, I, it's really interesting that we're you're playing around much like the Life Day one, playing around in this post rise of uh, Skywalker era, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this guy uh, was Dean, the kid Dean. Um, yeah, uh, there's someone absolutely Poe kind of saying, I got, I got, yeah, my friend Ray, I gotta, you gotta, gotta bring you to her. She'll, she'll train you. Like, I love hearing conversation like that, and it, and it's kind of like. Lucasfilm putting a foot in the waters of what what it would be like to go forward. I'm not saying this is some sort of test. I'm just saying like they're having fun with that. And it's very clear they're making that decision. Even post telling those Tie fighters, you know, and then you get the message: the war's over. Um, it's pretty intriguing because if you're going to start the story, are you going to do that again? Like I, I love that. So so that character, uh, the the young uh, the young force sensitive uh, chap, making his way to the galaxy is intriguing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there are a lot of things in, in here for me that I really enjoyed here for what they were, but it just makes me salivate for like um, an act, a, a modern live action, you know, um, in canon yeah. <laughs> horror anthology, because uh, I like these characters that represent it. Um, fascinating to see what other storytelling there'll be with Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see them a little bit, but then the actual character Ren, uh, that that whole comic book of rise of Kylo Ren. I just, I love, I think it's super important to Canon and I'm, and I'm just uh, amazed that it exists. Right. 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 Uh, so I'd love to see more of Knights of Ren in general uh, at, at any point in their timeline uh, is so great. This isn't horror, but it's so great to just see a little bit of Ben and Luke training. <laughs> oh, totally. you know, yeah. to see in this, you know, Lego uh, fun show, a little bit of the storytelling you're pining for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I, I would have been happy with more Mother Talls in, in the show. I was, I was hoping that we were going to spend a little bit of time with her. Um, but so mm-hmm. I, I, the, there's a lot, I think, going back to, you know, depending on how long Mother Talls has been alive, uh, a lot of storytelling to be done with her. Oh, um, and then uh, the this was great to take Vinay, you know, this character that's, you know, for the most part, a deep cut from Rogue One, right? Yeah. Um, but he kind of relates. How much is he related to uh, the imperial dignitaries and all that? Uh, it's great to see this story, and it makes a lot of sense. But it also made me want to see, like, actual perspective of some of those type of characters. Of you know, mm-hmm. like everybody else attached to the cis side, does he dream of more power? Does you know, does he aspire, to, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he does in this, to actually overthrow anything or? You know, or is he like, you know, a Sith Eternal where he's like, uh, my duty is to serve the dark side and I, and I have no aspirations, you know? There's some really interesting storytelling uh, mm-hmm. to be done there, I think. Talking about the uh, the inner workings of Simulu and Janice Grijadis. Yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's have that Disney Plus series. No, but it's because it, it just would, it would make sense, right? If, if you're dancing around that, that that kind of dark side energy, that, that dark side perspective, you might you might fall for it. It would make sense. It would make complete sense. Yeah, absolutely. And and just kind of some of the philosophy of that, because we so know so well the Sith philosophy, but what is the philosophy of somebody who's like, I've totally given myself to the dark side, but I I don't aspire to, you know, being able to take the, the throne. Yeah, because it, yeah, yeah. it almost goes against the principles. It's about power, right? So you just be like, I love your power. I'm happy with your power. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I, I imagine there's just lots of infighting about who is the best Imperial dignitary. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, also, just we, we both mentioned it, but this isn't a horror thing, but I wanted to shout it out. We've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks is the whole Star Wars community has about Star Wars what ifs, because that's always a fascinating question, heightened by the fact that there's an actual Marvel what if. It was amazing to just see a little bit of Leia Kenobi what if, right? To see Kenobi in a ship, to hear clearly like she made it to Tatooine. They went to the Death Star, you know? Uh, yeah, I almost was like, oh, no, you guys are you, you're going too far. Now it's going to we're going to have so many uh, people wanting to see this in, 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 in almost your conversation up top of just like in a negative way. of uh, <laughs> and, 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 New Hope had it wrong. Um, but also just a Star Wars fan who's been uh, wondering for decades of, of what if Leia had got there. It was absolutely fun to see. And I thought they played it really well. Yeah, yeah. It's great to hear uh, James Arnold Taylor doing an older Obi-Wan as well. Yes, it was, yeah. Uh, so would you be interested in something like this being an annual special of uh, every year there's a new Lego uh, Star Wars horror special? Yeah, I I, I, I absolutely want that. Uh, again, uh, fun to have, just fun to uh, be there uh, watching whether or not you're going deep dive studying. It's, I just love signing in to Disney Plus and seeing all the choices and give me more and be something uh, fun to look forward to every year. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be really interesting because clearly with both the Lego holiday special and uh, the, this Halloween scary time, spooky time special uh, with the through line, there's really been a, we want to stay true to the spirit of star Wars that it uh, gives life advice in a certain way. And it, and it, it's coming of age story. It's a mentor story. It's trying to help you out, you know, uh, but there's a part of me that wonders then if they'd ever just do, it's just spooky stories. It's just, you know, uh, three young resistance or New Republic pilots sitting around a campfire trying to scare each other, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and getting Maz in there, she could tell some scary stories. Oh, yeah, Maz could absolutely have all the heroes of the galaxy just urinating on themselves in terror. <laughs> yes. Big cubes of Lego urine. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm not actually requesting it. No, not no. an official oh, request. Oh, okay. Just okay. for absolute clarity. Maz around a campfire. Yeah, it's a great framing device for Forces of Destiny. It'd be fun to see Maz's horror stories. Love that. Uh, so this uh, this special, obviously, it, it thanked Kevin Scott. It has a uh, some connection to the comic book Tales from Vader's Castle, which is isn't. Uh, there's some comedic elements, but it, it's much more just uh, people getting trapped there, hearing scary stories. But it's still got that little bit of Vader's Castle as a location of an anthology of horror. Has watching this special made you more interested in diving into some of those comics? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get to the castle once one day. I I'm intrigued by the idea, by the way. And I think Kevin Scott's a great writer. I want to be clear about that. But yeah, I just, it, it's just intuitive. It, go it goes back to when I was seven. You, you talk about, hey, scary stories. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I need sunshine. I need, I need, I don't, I get scared easily. Uh, but it, look again, looking at it in terms of dark side energy, dark side power, Sith related and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's uh, intriguing. So I'll probably, uh, I'll probably get there eventually. Yeah. Um, I read the first, uh, batch really enjoyed them. Some great stuff with, uh, Dooku, not surprisingly. Uh, I believe there's some, there was another round and I think, I think I could be wrong that we're on a third round and now it's being written by uh, multiple people instead mm -hmm. of uh, just Kevin Scott. So I like that that's a tradition. I like that if you uh, are excited by this Lego special, that there's a, a place where you can go to get something that is different, but still in that spooky aesthetic. Um, and the only reason I haven't read all of them is because I have so much star Wars that I want to <laughs> star Wars can. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, yes. Uh, after we finish recording, I have to run to my mailbox to pick up um, a large amount of Star Wars comics that were just mailed to me. So, so. Like a potential of hurting your back from picking up the box a, number of comics, right? Potential of I, I hit that PayPal invoice and went, really? I'm doing this much? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we'll get to all of them one day. Yeah, so I, I will uh, read more of them. Uh, maybe I'll read some here for uh, the Halloween spooky times right before I go to bed and scare myself. Uh, speaking of scaring uh, ourselves, I have one more question for you, Ken. Would you spend a night in Fortress Vader? Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I mm, yeah, I've done, yeah. <laughs> I do get scared easily, but I, I enjoyed some uh, overnight camping trips as a kid. We tell ghost stories. Or so, I, get, I get the appeal, I get the thrill. So, I, I, you know, I don't know if I, maybe there need to be a, like a Republic credits reward at the end of the day, but I would go there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it was an actual resort, like if they actually made like, you know, this Galactic Star Cruiser was so successful. We're going to do this. We're going to build uh, Vader's castle. It looks like his castle on the inside. You, you check in. It's all spooky lighting, you, you know. Uh, yeah. If it was an actual luxury resort, oh man, I'd be there in a second. Yeah, oh totally. As long as you, they don't, rooms are off limits. You can't scare me in my room, but you do any do do what you will elsewhere. I'll be okay with that. Yeah, no, no, you 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 cannot pop out uh, no. in the bathroom. Nope, no. nope, 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 nope. Veto, veto. <laughs> uh, the actual thing, if it was actually real, uh, I don't know. That that would be that would be a fun challenge. It would definitely be something I would. Uh, I would love to do uh, in a group uh, and, oh, uh, and challenge yourself, right? Yeah. So come on, Disney. What are you, you lazy? Do something. Come on. Build yeah. This. Build this. Yeah. Let's let's get that uh, the the uh, true crime podcast sleepover <laughs> in Vader's castle. Yeah. Love it. All right. Any final thoughts uh, on uh, this uh, Lego uh, Halloween special? Uh, look, I absolutely love this. Uh, this. Um, this exists uh, and it's fun. Like I said, it really does mean a lot. Uh, we talk about being a uh, great time to be a Star Wars fan when you sign in and and uh, as, as a lifelong Lego fan as well, uh, collecting since the early 80s. It's, it's a perfect marriage and I love having the options. And even like that, even like I said, even though I, I, I don't, maybe this one didn't hit as deep as the Life Day one, I, that that Luke one, the Wookiee Spy episode, I'm absolutely going to catch again. Uh, just because yeah. it's a lot of fun and the what ifs and the questions and just seeing, just seeing Obi-Wan in an X-Wing was fun and worth the price of admission for me. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of great moments like that. Seeing uh, Maul and Grievous fight, even even for the sake of uh, mm -hmm. of comedy, is uh, great fun. Just seeing Luke and Ben train and Ben sass Luke, great fun. <laughs> yeah, all all of all of it has had some great just Star Wars what if uh, fun. But I think the big thing for me is it is successfully funny. A lot of things that legitimately make me laugh. It continuing that tradition of. Uh, Star Wars shouldn't always take itself super seriously. It should be willing to poke fun and, and laugh at itself because that's a big part of the DNA of Star Wars. Right. And then for me, I'm a big Halloween fan. I'm a big horror fan. Halloween is uh, to me this very special holiday because in some ways it's it's fun. It's it's uh -huh. uh, you know all we do is uh, dress up and uh, compliment each other's weird outfits and uh, eat more candy than we should. It's a fun <laughs> holiday. There's no like and you know hang your head and respect this it's just fun on one side but then on the other side the the true thing of it and the true thing of horror that is baked into halloween is you know face your fears face your darkness you know right. uh, acknowledge that the darkness is there uh so that you can kind of wrestle with it and not be overcome by it but 
but you know, just look at the truth of, of the horror and cope with it, you know? Mm. And I, I really just respect that this special did both. It, it's just absolute great Gothic imagery, fun stuff. The, the shadow of Maul with his spider legs skulking down an alley. And then it takes the time to really talk about fear is real and that's okay. So yeah. for me, in terms of really just going there and celebrating what Halloween is, uh, I, I think it knocked it out of the park. I love it. And, you know, if it makes Halloween fans happy like you, then it's done its job. Excellent. Well, with that note, Ken, would you like to let people know where they can find us? Oh, spooky, oh. spooky finding us. Search without fear on the internet. Uh, we are on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. So funny, as the time of this recording, all that's down. Well, I'm sure it'll be fixed by the time we're done recording, but <laughs> who knows? I could be saying this in the future without Facebook. Uh, podcast is available on Anchor, iHeartRadio, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, and Spotify, among other spots. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center, and you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center from there you get access to our discord where you can have a daily and a weekly if you want or monthly it doesn't matter i have a conversation with force center friends from all around the world you can find me at catnapsock or my website catnapsock.com hey i got two things going on to let you know about there's still the kickstarter going on for our board game over at the gpa called futility the actual game of living search for it if you want on uh, kickstarter and i have a new uh, relatively new uh, radio show i've launched on mixcloud uh, if you're a music fan i uh, play uh, play about 12 songs and uh, present a nice little show about it on mixcloud it's called pop rockin radio search for it if you want one of these days i'll get some guns and roses on for you joseph <laughs> i would appreciate that yeah so there you go uh what about you sir yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can find all of my other comedy adventures uh, on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. My other podcast, Obsessed, is there. TV shows I've written for, uh, old blog posts about how much I love Halloween. <laughs> you can find a lot of them uh, on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for zombie battle droids, this has been Force Center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.